0: Hello and welcome to DM It All, a new show where we talk about D&D books and other tabletop gaming books. I'm your DM for this session, Sly, and our player for the day is Ryan. Hello! We're going to be going through D&D books and, you know, stuff usually reserved for DMs, and we're going to just talk about it in a very loose kind of way, no stats or anything, but just so people can know, like, all these different weird D&D books from, like, 40 years ago and shit like that. Our first episode is going to be The Tomb of Horrors. Uh, Ryan, what do you know about The Tomb of Horrors? I know that you're making a podcast about it, and that's it. (laughs) Yes, you got that right. Uh, (laughs) Tomb of Horrors is one of the most famous D&D dungeons. Uh, It was created by Gary Gygax, one of the co-creators of D&D. People call it one of the best dungeons ever, so uh, keep that in mind when you're running through this, Ryan. Okay,
1: best dungeon ever. Yes,
0: and it kind of of permeated Pop culture in weird ways. Do you know the book, Ready Player One? Yes. Yeah, Tomb of Horrors is part of that book. If the movie comes out, you're going to see it maybe, I don't know what rights they have in that movie or not. But, uh, yeah, one of the things is he has to, the kid has to fight the Tomb of Horrors or something. like that. I've never read it. I just know I've that.
1: never read it either. But, like, people talk about it. <laughs> not
0: only is known as one of the best, it's known as one of the hardest. The dungeons of all time. And not only has it been in pop culture, it's been, like, every version of D&D. Wizards of the Coast kind of revises it every edition. It's in 3rd edition, 4th edition, 5th edition. And now they had a sequel to it. Like, they had a new sequel called Tomb of Annihilation. Movie. More than horrors, now there's Annihilation going on. But, uh, so the pitch is, there is a Demi Lich named the Sarek. You know what a Lich is, right, Ryan They're the first boss in Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Exactly. (laughs) They're like necromancers, right? They're like undead wizards kind of. Exactly. So the only plot really is that there's a tomb and you're going to raid it. Like, that's all there is to it. There is no, like, NPC giving this quest. There is no... Like NPC's even the story really, it's all there is is you find out there's this tomb by Demi Lich, and you want to raid it and you, Ryan the Rogue.
1: This sounds very Adventure Time to me, and I am into it. Yeah,
0: so, so this is a murder hobo scenario, which is like what a lot of old school D D is. Uh, you're a hobo, who, all you want is gold and to murder people because you get gold that way and experience points. I mean, just like real life. Exactly, like all of, all of the hobo's, right? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of backstory. It was created by Gary Gygax for the 1974 original version of Dungeons Dragons, the one with only like three classes: fighting man, magic user, and cleric. That's what they're called. Literally. Magic user. Yeah. And his gaming table. Like, having playtest in the game, and they're looking for this type of challenge. And this is kind of like supposed to, to like play up to that. It's supposed to be like a thinking man's dungeon. It's not like, oh, I'm just gonna throw big monsters at you. You're supposed to think your way through this. So we'll get to see if Ryan's just a brute or if he's actually a thinking man. <laughs> And that's also kind of cool for a show because it makes it easier to show up because uh, pretty much everything in here is going to Death Trap. Ryan's either going to have to figure out uh, what the trap is or he's going to die. That's that's all he can do. Okay. Are, are you giving me save states and respawn points? Uh, let's say if you die, your brother Brian will come in and take your place. <laughs> it was first shown in 1975 for the Origins 1 convention. But because of how early it came in D&D's life, it had a huge impact. And this is where like the old school adversarial mentality of D&D came out of because... Back then, the DM had to kill the players, and the players had to find a way to break the DM's dungeon. That's what you had to do. The, the DM was supposed to make sure the players fucking die. So, to get into it, uh, you know, warning, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to read the dungeon, Dungeon, uh, don't listen to this. If you want to not play this Dungeon, listen to this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And also, a little bit of warning. If you're a purist who's like, I'm going to make sure this is accurate. Uh, we're going to be abstracting it a bit because... There's a lot of dead ends in this fucking dungeon and it's gonna be boring if ryan's gonna be lost every five seconds so just imagine ryan getting lost for two more hours and you'll get the full tomb of horrors experience
1: also note i'm one of those people that like have to check every room so please simplify this dungeon otherwise we'll be here all night
0: yeah so you ryan the rogue you go adventure to tomb of horrors and you find the tomb over a low flat-topped hill and the book says i don't know how you would see this but the book says if you were to look at it from above it looks like a skull.
1: Yeah, because in medieval times there were always people in planes and hot air balloons floating around.
0: To find the entrance of the tomb, it's not obvious. You have to start digging. You know, that's that's how you know cinematic adventures underway when you have to start digging, right? <laughs> yeah. You see, there's all this sandy shit everywhere, uh, and you know you can tell like there's like there's like three spots where there's all the sandy shit blocking the entrance. North, south, and west. Which one are you going for? I'll dig in the north. Okay, you fucking lucky son of a bitch. You picked the <laughs> actual right. Entrance. So, just to clarify what happens to the other entrances, the other entrances, they're both corridors with fake doors at the end. If you try to open them, it's just a blank wall behind them. Okay, I thought they would just instantly kill me. They they will, they will, they will. (laughs) One actually has a roof collapse on you after you open the door. (laughs) And the other one has... The wall actually closes in on you and crushes you. So, how am I... I guess I should have done, like, perception and, like, looked at it or whatever. No, there's no perception back then. Back then, you had to figure out (laughs) beforehand. Okay. Well, you do have that I should explain is a 10-foot pole, and that's what you need to fucking even dig through this shit. A 10-foot pole is the old-fashioned way of... To attack
1: the Grinch. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> well, back then, didn't have perception chests. didn't have all these fancy perception chests you musical it's players have. You had All you had was, you had a fucking pole, and you have to poke every single thing in the dungeon every five minutes to make sure you don't fall into a trap. Okay, so is that the only gear I have, this big pole? The only, only things you can do in this dungeon, really, is poke things with a pole, you're, you're, like, standard adventuring gear, like, your ropes and shit, your, your sword and stuff, and every room, as an action, you can say, oh, I, I switched this room for secret doors, because that's gonna be important, because okay, there are a lot of fucking secret doors in this room. So this is, like,
1: what cool guys think D&D's like. Just, like, I just poke everything, I look at everything. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what it literally was back then. This is what back then, like they said. This is true. Yeah. The new, the new school players are scrubs. You try to fight big monsters all the time and like uh, you just <laughs> dodge shit and stuff. No, this is what you do. You die once you fail to find the puzzle by poking it. But yeah, so let me explain the, the corridor actually again. It's a mosaic hallway with pictures of different uh, imagery on the walls. A lot of it is like normal stuff like wizard study. And then there's, there's just like people being slaves and working for this wizard. And then there's like some of these slaves are like pig people and like dog people and weird shit like that. And then on the floor of this mosaic room, there's a path of red tiles on the, that lead down. Like There's a regular floor, and then like a winding red path on top of the regular floor down the corridor. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to take that pole, and I'm going to poke the first red tile. Okay, you poke it, and nothing happens. I am going to walk across that path, and I'm going to poke every tile before I step on it. All right, good thing you did that, because eventually at some point, you're going to come across a spike pit trap. Oh, you poke it, and... The pit traps opens, and if you were to fall into it, you would die instantly because all the <laughs> spikes are poison. <laughs> oh, just the spikes aren't enough. They have to be poison. Yeah, I'm assuming you walk past these pits as you activate them. Yeah, I'll, I guess, like,
1: I'll jump over it or whatever. Yeah. Do you go all the way to the end of the quarter? There's
0: nothing on the walls other than just, like, those mosaics you were talking about? It's not like it doesn't change? The imagery changes as you're going across. It's like a, a different specific imagery across as the- Oh, okay. There's, like, there's like uh, dog-head people holding, like, a treasure chest. There's, like, a guy in a cage and shit like that. Uh, do, you, do you stop any of them or do you just keep walking? Uh, I'll just keep walking. All right, so at the end of this corridor, you run into the green devil face with his mouth gaping open. And... As far as you can tell, there's, there's nowhere else you can go in this corridor. This is just this giant green devil face that looks like it's big enough for a person to crawl through. Oh, I thought it was like a glory hole. Okay, so I could go through this mouth? It looks like it can. It's, it's the size of a person can fit through. Do I have any, like, torches or anything? Are there torches on the wall? Uh, no, This, this that's not a good question. This dungeon's completely pitch black. There's no torches anywhere in this dungeon. All you have is your natural torch that you're carrying off you. Okay, and I only have one, right? We're not going to fucking kill you just by having not enough equipment, because you're going to die regardless, so you can have all the shit you want. Okay, so what I want to do is I'm
1: going to take a second torch and light it, Okay. and I want to throw it into the hole
0: and see what I see. Alright, so you throw your torch into the hole, and the blackness is so consuming that the torch <sighs> just immediately just seems to disappear into the blackness as you throw in there. God damn it. Do I hear anything? Do I hear the torch like hit the ground? You did not hear
1: anything. Well, I don't want to go in this hole, but I feel like I have to. Otherwise, the game ends.
0: Search for secrets. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I guess I'll start hitting everything with my stick. You made a very good choice because if you stepped into that green face, it's actually not a hole. It's actually a sphere of annihilation. Standing right there, just waiting for you to step into it. So a sphere of annihilation is exactly what it sounds like, right? Imagine a black hole from space just being put into this fucking hallway. Yeah, so... You look at the ground, you, uh, so you, this is another way you can tell this is a good, a good, fun, adventurous dungeon, is you have to stare at the floor for a, a good amount of time and notice... This is... I should call the Nintendo hotline and they'll tell me where to go. <laughs> uh, so you see that the red tiles actually spell out a message, a message from a Serac, and... I'm going to read it out to you because it's so awkwardly phrased. And I, I want to make sure it's not just me because it seems like it's trying to rhyme, but it doesn't rhyme.
1: Is the Serac a guy or a creature?
0: Serac is a Demolish that controls this uh, dungeon.
1: Okay, so it's a specific demolition. Yeah, it's just demolition. It's Serac.
0: Okay. Uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to show it to you and read it to you. And tell me if this is just me that I don't know how to read or if this is just a really awkward phrase. Go back through the Tormentor or through the arch and the second great hall you discover. shun green if you can, but night's good color is for those of great valor. If, if shades of red stand for blood, the wise will not need sacrifice all but a loop of magical metal. You're well along your march. Two pits along the way will found to lead to a fortuitous fall. So check the wall. Those keys and those are most important of all. And beware of trembling hands and what will maul. If you find the false, you find the true. And into calm hall you'll come. And there <laughs> the throne that's key and key, the iron man of visage grim, the more that meets the viewer's eye. You've left and left and found my tomb, and now your soul will die.
1: That does kind of sound like it's supposed to rhyme.
0: The thing that, that trips me up is at the end it, so, it sounds like, oh, now I'm rhyming, but like randomly at points it's just like, I'm not rhyming anymore.
1: So it has like an A, B, B, B scheme, and then at the end it's like A, B, A, B. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, and that
0: was what the tiles spelled out? Yeah, that's what the tiles spelled out. It's, it's a whole, whole hallway spells this out. <laughs> that's a lot of tiles. That's a lot of tiles, right? <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be the 10th to how to get out of this hallway, so do you think you can guess? So uh, I gotta it? go back,
1: go back to the Tormenter through the arch in the second grade hall you'll discover.
0: Yeah, let me just tell you what it is. Sure. <laughs> you have to look at the walls and find what looks like a tormentor. A guy torturing a guy. <laughs> okay, so there was the guy in the cage. Yeah, the guy in the cage being tormented. If you if you touch that wall, you'll see that behind it. You can basically rip apart the, the tiles the the uh, mosaic. Oh, it's not even a secret wall or anything. I have to, like, knock it down. <laughs> exactly, pretty much. Sure. Yeah, so there, you go into another hallway. And here, you'll be, you'll be attacked by four-armed mutant gargoyles wearing a 10 gem necklace. So you fight this gargoyle, and you kill it, and you, you see he has this weird 10 gem necklace on him. so yeah. I'm going to take that necklace, because I believe that is the loop of magical metal. Oh, you see, now you're thinking ahead. Yeah. So past him, you'll reach another hall. And this one looks like another mosaic room, but the, the mosaic figures on the wall, they actually are all, like, holding different sp- color spheres on them. Okay. What do you do? What colors are they? They're all, like, they're, like, weird fucking colors, by the way. Like, like gold, indigo, uh, acro. Like, colors that you see on the fucking Crayola shit they never use you know. macaroni and cheese cerulean yeah is there a black one there is a black one yes i want to touch that with the pole uh, you see that the sphere is actually a fucking illusion ooh and behind it is a crawl space i'm going to crawl in i just want to say you figure out the fucking exact right one i don't know how to the- shun green if you can but knight's good color is for those of great valor. You, you, he is taking that, man you see he's fucking <laughs> see his dungeon <laughs> You gotta fucking go back to that poem. So now, you enter into what looks like a chapel. And it looks like a regular chapel, except all the people that are worshipping on the walls, their, their faces and skin are melting off. So like, that's a nice pleasant image cool, right there. Cool, cool. Is there an altar? Yes, there's an altar and there's pews. It looks, like a, it looks like a chapel. And also, there's a skeleton on the ground pointing towards a misty archway at the corner of this room. Okay. Wait, d- do I smell anything? uh i don't know it probably smells because the fucking uh, corpse i guess so one could say pew oh hi fuck you <laughs> okay i want to walk up to the altar it's just like a, a cobalt blue altar i want to put the necklace on the altar when you touch it it shoots electricity at you <laughs> Shit. <laughs> am i dead uh you probably are actually yeah you're dead <laughs> Let's assume you, you you have like a cleric buddy who like you call him up. Yeah,
1: I have a backpack full of fucking scape dolls or whatever.
0: That's a good fantasy star online reference. <laughs> yeah, you got to merge that modern shit into your right. Yeah, you're a casual player. So yeah, now uh, you're back to life somehow, whatever. And uh, now you realize that your uh, your amulet is on the altar, and you got nothing for it except death. Shit! What do you do? Uh, I guess I go over to the arch that the skeleton's pointing at, and I carefully observe it. It's, it's an archway, but it's all that you can see through is mist. It's like, no, no matter what you do, you can't see through it. I'll need. look for secrets in here. Carefully! Alright, so you look for secrets, and here, you actually will find that near the altar, there is a slot that looks like it's small enough to fit a coin or something that size. Do I have any coins? I, I assume as a living human being, you probably have some money on you. Well, I don't know. We're in a post-cash world now, Sly. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I swipe my debit card. I Venmo. <laughs> Actually, all you have is Bitcoin, so you're fucked.
1: That is a magical metal. <laughs> so what uh, do you do? I'm going to put a coin in there,
0: but I'm going to, like, poke it in with the stick. <laughs> okay, so you poke it in with the stick, but nothing happens. You hear, you hear it clinking down, but nothing happens.
1: Oh, oh, so it's not like a hole, like, it's more like a slot? It
0: is it's like a slot, exactly, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to throw another torch into that mist and see what happens. You see that the torches disappears, like it's just gone. It's so gone. same as before. <laughs> like, like the fucking sphere annihilation. Okay. <sighs> if you want a hint, I'll toss you one. <laughs> sure. All right. So uh, you should not go through this mist because <laughs> yeah, I got, I got that. <laughs> so what happens is if you go through this mist, these are actually scattered throughout the dungeon. This is the first one I mentioned, but these are actually scattered throughout. Most of these actually will, if you step through them, all that will happen is you get teleported to the start of the dungeon. And now you're naked, all your gear gets teleported to the Demi-Lich's room. <laughs> so everything you everything you bought in your life as a level you're level 10 when you start the dungeon, by the way. You're level ten, all your gear is now owned by the Demulich, and you're naked and you're <laughs> This one is actually the worst one because it, it not only does that, but it also changes your sex and changes your alignment. So <laughs> if you were to step through it, you become a woman an evil woman. That sounds pretty hype. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the slot, I should say the slot actually the clue about, uh, you need a loop of magical metal, that actually applies to, uh, you need a ring to put through here. Okay, so... As an adventurer, you probably have a ring, like a random ring. Oh, it's just any ring? Yeah, there's a ring you can find in here, but it could be any ring. There's, there's no specific uh, specific rules about the ring you have to put in. Okay, so I'll put in a ring in there. Probably fashionable enough to have a ring, right? You're probably mad at Yeah, definitely. Like, Fuck my wife. Take my wife, please. Yeah. <laughs> so you put it in, and the wall actually lowers down, revealing the passage up ahead. Brum 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 brum, brum and the wall opens up. So I'm well along my march. Exactly.
1: So as I walk down this hallway, I am going to be checking the walls and
0: carefully walking because two pits along the way will be found. So you do spot the two pits and there's a third one. Uh, I assume you just jump over them, right? Yes. So what happens is the only other place you can seem to walk through is a corridor that leads up to a wooden oaken door. Do you go listen to what's on the other side of the door? Yeah, I'll listen at the door. Okay, so you're using the door, you hear what what sounds like happy singing on the other side. Uh, I don't like that. I want to check
1: the third pit that I jumped over. I want to try to hit it with my stick.
0: Is it, like, a real pit? I assume that you triggered them and, like, jumped over them. Uh, Are you assuming that they're not open yet? No, okay, so the third one opened, and it's a real pit? It's a real pit. Uh, it, and if I look in the third pit, what's down there? Okay, so that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look at the third pit and... The two pits along the way will lead to a fortuitous yeah, fall. Yeah, the fortuitous Check fall that. is the actual secret door you're supposed to find is in this third pit. Yeah. And the good thing you found is because if you go try to find a happy singing, what happens is... Happy singing is just an illusion. There's nothing behind the door. All there is is the whole hallway is on the counterweighted beam like a seesaw. And the further you walk down it, it starts sliding downwards. So the harder it is to get back? Yeah, and at the end of it, uh, Magma Pit is waiting for you. <laughs> That's awesome. This is an awesome dungeon. Yeah, it has a uh, unique, like, kind of funky kind of charm to it. Yeah. All right, so now uh, you are in an uh, intersection. Actually, it's not an intersection. All you can see is an obvious door in front of you. What do you do? Okay, is there anything on the walls of this intersection? Uh, so you can see, the reason I call it intersection is because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's because there actually is a secret door here. So there's a secret door and there's an obvious door in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to take that secret door. And that's a good thing you did because uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you got the, the general idea here is that always take the secret door, never take the obvious door. Yeah. Because uh, the obvious door is actually a really fun little trap, quote unquote. Because what it is is actually a fake boss fight with a Serac with a fake Sarak. You enter it and a guy comes out saying, I'm a Serac fuck you, I'm going to kill you. And then if you kill him, the cops on itself. And the players are actually supposed to come home and be like, wow, we killed a Serac, we're so cool, we defeated that dungeon. And the, the dungeon master is supposed to be like, yeah, you did it. And he closes the book and pretends you, like you actually beat the dungeon when you actually did it. That's that's so funny. Like It's like this weird meta like trap. Yeah, that, I like that a lot. <laughs> so now uh, you enter into a new room. Th- this one, like everything is rotten away here. It's like a living room kind of setting. Couches are rotten away. Like, the furniture, all the furniture is rotten away. And there's drapes all around the corners of this room. This shit scattered all over the floor, too. What do you do? Uh, I want to use the stick and pull those drapes back. Okay, so that's a uh, good thing you use a 10 for pole because <laughs> these drapes are not actually drapes. They are actually ooze. Uh, green, oh. uh, green slime. And uh, this is a very good distinction, because green slime in original D&D isn't just like the ooze creatures, the Latinus monsters you fight nowadays in RPGs. What it does is when it falls on you, it turns you into green slime as well and you die. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you gotta make the curtains match the drapes. (laughs) But yeah, so you were lucky enough to touch it and reveal the green slime and not have it touch you. So you see behind the drapes is a secret door. Okay, is the slime like something you could like fight? Uh, Green slime is more like you just not touch it, basically. It's a environment hazard, basically. Oh, so like I could carefully get past it? Yeah, so it's just supposed to fall on you and you're supposed to not touch it or else you turn to slime. Uh, I guess I go behind the secret door. So, behind the secret door, now it's an actual intersection, not like the one I fucked up before, Actually, <laughs> an actual intersection where you could go to the north or west. And I can't see anything either direction? Uh, you can see a, there's a hallway both ways. I'm going to carefully go west. All right, west, uh, you enter what looks like a cavern full of what appears to be golden mist. I'm going to go to the north door and hit it with my stick lightly. Does anything happen? Nothing happens. I'm going to open it. All right. So you open it and it's a blank wall behind it. Fuck. I guess I'm going to, I don't want to walk into this mist, but is there anything else around if I check for secrets? Uh, you, you open the door and there's a blank wall behind it, right? Yeah. And that blank wall is actually a secret door. So you have an open door with a secret <laughs> door behind it. Okay. I'll go through that secret door. <laughs> okay. So now uh, you're in, it looks like another hallway. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to check the walls. Uh, good thing you did. Cause you find a secret door. Oh, shit. If
1: you find the false, you find the true. It's the secret door in the real door. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's smart. See, uh, is actually uh, good at puzzle writing, I guess. It's actually... I, I'll save my thoughts, but I'm having fun. That's good. Okay, so... All right, so I'm going to just explain the two things you just, you just walked past. Uh, one is okay. actually uh, positive, because... Kind of positive, because the gas was actually idiot gas. It literally turns you into an idiot. Your intelligence drops down to two. <laughs> <laughs> but at the center of it you can meet a siren who's causing the gas and you can actually recruit her as a party member she's actually a Sarac slave oh okay so you get a party member but you also have to be an idiot yeah you have to be an idiot uh, for at least <laughs> until you leave the tomb but the the trick the twist is because you know this dungeon wouldn't just give you a party member for free what happens is she actually has treasure next to her and if you try to grab the treasure she, you actually cause her not to exist anymore so <laughs> what do you mean she doesn't exist anymore I about to explain what happens to her but she, she stops being there <laughs> and that was that room the the corridor you were touching the wall on at the end of that one you get hit by a sleeping gas trap and there's no way to dodge it you just get hit by a sleeping gas trap and what comes out is called a juggernaut and, and this juggernaut is a fucking steamroller literally <laughs> so while you're, while you're sleeping because of sleeping gas the juggernaut will steamroll over you and kill you the old one two yeah the old one two exactly <laughs> the old classic uh, hit those sleeping gas and steamroll over them <laughs> yeah but yeah, so now you reach the end of this secret corridor, and uh, you reach what looks like a giant throne room. You can't even see the other side um, from here. Into the column hall I come. come Into the column hall you come. At the end of the column hall, you see a throne with a crown and scepter on it. What do you do? Huh. I'm gonna get a clue Alright, so you have to put the scepter against the Image of the Crown on the oh, right sh- throne. I was gonna try that And I was like, that's dumb So I do that <laughs> uh, which, which end? That's important It's a gold end and a silver end The silver end uh, you, That is the right end Yes You make the throne room open up Revealing a passage beyond What you see is a stairway With a key on it And a giant mineral door is up ahead of you the giant metal doors also have a concave area, a round concave area, and a key in the center of the round concave area. So there's two keys. There's one key. and there's a key, Oh, okay. It looks like a keyhole with a, a small round concave area around it. Okay, I'm going to pick up the key. All right, so you pick up the key. Th-
1: that's it? <laughs> pick up the key, yeah. Okay, I am going to carefully put the key in the keyhole.
0: You get electrocuted. Like, Not enough yeah, to die, but, so. <laughs> but you uh, get electrocuted. Like, huh yeah i don't know all right so you have to put this scepter against this this again you have to go back get the scepter put it here again okay uh this time don't use the silver side because if you use the silver side you get teleported naked to the front of the dungeon again <laughs>
1: Okay, fine. So I'll put the gold side.
0: <laughs> All right, so you do that. I would have done that because I know that they're not going to have you do the same thing twice. <laughs> so here you reveal what looks like a giant treasure room. There's giant statues, like giant intimidating statues on each corner of this room. There's a coffin in the center labeled a Serac with, with giant chests to his left and right of him. And the center of this room is a giant urn filled with of smoke billowing from it. The urn is like a stopper. It has like a cork to keep it closed, but the smoke building out from it anyway. I'm gonna search these statues. If you look behind them, what you find is one of them has a secret door behind them. I will open that secret door. In the original dungeon, you actually have to have like five people to, to move this fucking statue, but let's just say for the sake of simplicity, you're able to do it yourself. You're a fucking yeah. Movies, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, if you were to check the coffin... It's yes. actually not a fake out because it, it's a natal Serac and a, the, the body of a dead lich there. But this is not a Serac's room. So so what they like, were like, oh, he's already dead. We win. Yeah. And also the, the treasure chest next to him. They're all filled with looks like a shit ton of gold, but it's actually all painted over copper. That's awesome. This is the best dungeon. Okay. So I go through the secret door. So now you're at the final tomb. And now my soul will die. But here, it's empty. There's nothing in this tomb whatsoever. All there is is a keyhole in the center of the floor. I still have that key, right? You have it, yes. I'm going to put it in that hole. All right, you do, and you hear rumbling sounds now. I'm going to jump back to the doorway. Good, because you would have got crushed because the tomb now opens up in front of you.
1: Yeah, I assumed I would get crushed. (laughs)
0: you get get crushed. (laughs) (laughs) So now uh, you see the actual final treasure tomb after a fucking literally... Three fake outs, you see the actual treasure room, and by the way, in the sequel they revealed this entire tomb was a fake out, and the actual uh, Serac is in another fucking dimension, but anyway, we're not talking about that one, we're doing this one. But here you see the actual final treasure room, and it's full of shit ton of treasure, you see uh, all this equipment from all the other adventurers that tried to use this dungeon, they had all their shit get teleported to this dungeon. And on the altar, you see what oh, looks like bone dust scatter about and a skull. Okay, uh, so I see this, and there's just shit all over the place, right? All, all this gold on the floor, all this equipment on the floor, like, it's just a smorgasbord for your adventuring eyes. I'm going to walk past the treasure without touching it. Okay.
1: And I'm going to walk up to the altar. What do I see?
0: Now you see the bone dust is trying to swirl around you, and now it's forming the shape of a man and he seems to be making aggressive gestures towards you and aggressive motion with his hands. I'm going to try to smash that skull with my stick. Okay, so... Unfortunately, Ryan... <laughs> you have done the exact thing you're not supposed to do. <laughs> the skull rises up to the sky. It looks at you with its gem-encrusted eyes, and it captures your soul, <laughs> annihilating Ryan the Rogue.
1: What was I supposed to
0: do? What you're supposed to do, this is the people uh, way people describe it, is... The skull what it does, whenever anyone touches it, it rises to the sky and it takes the soul of the strongest party member in the group. <laughs> so and you're the only one here, so you're dead. So if I didn't do anything, what would have happened? All you were supposed to do is just take the treasure and leave the dungeon. But I wanted I wanted all of it. <laughs> well you could have taken all of it, you just didn't have such a skull. That's true. Oh well. And that's why this dungeon is supposed to fuck with your expectations. I like it a lot. <laughs> So if you go to fight the final boss, you lose. Yeah. You have to run away. The only way to win the game is to not play at all. Ain't that the truth, you know? Final thoughts. Ryan, do you think this is one of the greatest dungeons of all time? And would you run it? I think it is... It has a very, very
1: classic feel. Yeah. And I like it a lot. Um, I would run it as a one-shot, like a starter set. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think it would be great because it's lets you actually puzzle solve, and every clue, some of them were a little tough, but most of them, I had enough information to kind of figure it out, and, like, I do think it's a little unfair, I would maybe mod it so that, like, those things don't kill you, but just,
0: like, harm you. <laughs> so let me just give me the full context, because most people play Dungeon, in. the way most people play Dungeon is, at the convention, the Origins 1 convention, Origins 1 is a war convention, and they had tournaments at these conventions and the way this was introduced was as a tournament module. You'll run it as a competition, and if you survived it, you won prizes.
1: Okay, I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so, like, I just think it's important because a lot of people run this dungeon as an actual adventure, and that sucks if you're running, like, a, a cherished character. Yeah, absolutely. If you're running it as, like, a competition, like the way it times it, I think it's kind of cool just to see if you can survive long enough to beat it. Well, that's
1: why I think, like, a starter set,
0: just to, like, get an intro to the game, I think it's perfect for that. And to go into your second part of your uh, analysis, a an easier version. Later editions actually make it way easier. The fifth edition one's the most notable one because a lot of like the instant death poison traps right now just deal yeah, damage. Yeah, I don't want it
1: easier, but I think more forgiving.
0: Like, I don't think I think all the puzzles in place are good, but like instant death puzzles just to me are like not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> and and it's kind of unfair too. One player is kind of unfair because what happens if you actually beat a Cerec, you actually get to free all your friends. Uh, okay. It reminds me almost of like in like any like action adventure game like a Zelda game where you have the
1: like pit of horrors where you have to beat like a hundred trials and like I like
0: that endurance kind of test in a D&D system. Yeah. The, the one reason why it's awkward in D&D is that in video games like you get to try again after you die. Yeah. One thing I will say about a lot of these puzzles is a lot of them will say like you are so dead even a god can resurrect you because you can't have resurrection spells but some of the puzzles are like like the scepter touching the crown. If you touch the scepter of the crown, you actually get snuffed out so utterly, only a god can save you. <laughs> Which I think is kind of cruel. Like, let him get a resurrection effect. Let him get try again. Also,
1: like, in a game like D&D, that's so easy for you to just be like, not really, though. Like, that's such a weird thing to put in.
0: Yeah, just take the ideas that you think work and abridge uh, or change whatever you feel doesn't work or you feel is too unfair.
1: Well, I think that that's kind of my rule of thumb for d d in general is, like, do it as close as you want, but, like, don't be afraid to go off the script a little. Right. Also, I really, really like the classic kind of feel of... You don't get clues as you go. You get a whole big scroll of clues at the beginning. Because, like, I had to keep thinking, like, was that the puzzle that I just solved? Like, where am I at? Like, kind of like the Goonies. They have the map that they follow the whole time. I like that a lot more than, like, each room has clues in it. Because this, like, I lost my place a couple times. And, like, you know, they talk about keys that, like, I still don't know what some of these lines were. So, like, I know, like, oh, if I went back, maybe there's other secrets I didn't know about. Like, stuff like that. I think that's just a cooler way to do it than each room
0: has the secrets to that room in it. Right. So, that's been our first episode. Thank you all for watching. If you want to see more of me and Ryan, you can check out our comic book podcast where we talk about comic books and bitch about them. Divisive issues. You can check us out there. And you can check us out for further episodes. And we'll be talking about other adventures. And please let us know any other adventures you will want to hear. So, any final words, Ryan? Uh no, <laughs> Thinking Man Ryan. Man of words. <laughs> uh, D&D's great. True words of a Thinking Man. <laughs> so thank you for listening to DM it all, and I'll see you all in the next session.